Hey everyone, welcome to Hashtag Enlightened Bitches. I'm Julia. And I'm Claire. This podcast follows the lives of two women who have formed an uncommon bond through recovery, parenting, womanhood, and fierce personal growth. We are on the never-ending search for enlightenment, but we're taking our attitude problems with us. Hey everyone, welcome to episode six? Five? Six. I think we're on episode six. I think we're five. All right. Uh, Julia's lost count. It's always the wine. Um, (laughs) Welcome to the next, at least the next episode of Hashtag Hashtag Enlightened Bitches. Tonight is a super interesting topic. We have already previously done dating, but tonight we are doing relationships Mm -hmm. because we got kind of into, not I wouldn't say an argument at the dinner table about it. A really good discussion. A really good discussion. So I'm just always in like battle mode. I'm always like, look. Hashtag. (laughs) Gavish? (laughs) Recovery? Um, Hashtag learning curve. (laughs) So tonight we're, because of our status as enlightened bitches, we are going to try to take this level up a little bit. Damn right. right. We're not just going to try. We're going to manage. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. We're going to, we're going to step it up a notch. Then all of the hundreds of millions of articles on the fucking internet that talk about relationships. (laughs) From PhD, like professional people. They don't mean shit, people. Yeah. Those psychologists get into psychology because they're fucking damaged. And then, yeah. So true, so true, so true. Because I used to want to be a psychologist when I was in high school. I wanted to be a therapist. (laughs) I wanted to be a family counselor. (laughs) Fuck that. Um, So that's where they end up if you're looking for someone like that. Um, And and it's so funny. Then they wind up like going through their profession for like 20 or 30 years and then seeing a pattern in their clients that they see in themselves. And then they write a book about their epiphany and their own recovery. They learn through counseling other people with the same issue as them that they didn't recover from. And then they try to help other. Fuck. Fuck. It's so damaged. Anyways, you're digressing from our topic tonight. That's right. Um, So my name is Julia. I run pretty aggressive recovery coaching for people who have been raised with toxic abusive parenting. And I'm here with. I'm. Claire and I'm a mental health and substance use nurse in my hometown community. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So tonight relationships and what our hashtag tonight is, let's get rid of the hashtag basic shit. Yeah. Um, so one of the most um, known things, known things about how to find um, the best way to find the one is know thyself. Oh yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's a basic Um, going through tons of articles and lists and whatever, like the number one way to find your soulmate is to know yourself well enough. Right. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but how the fuck do you do that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're enlightened. So we just already know, right? We know. (laughs) So is it our responsibility to be able to explain it? Uh, like, are we, is it our responsibility? I'm, I'm, just sounded like a total white girl. Like, are we like, like are oh we God, like gonna like, like, like do this? Like, like, are we totally? So I'm. I feel like I'm such a like a douche on this podcast. Um, I'm actually smart. People, I swear. In real life, when you meet me on my job, I'm like the smartest person. And really? Because when I met you in person, you're a super smart person. Yeah, but then on this podcast, I'm like and like and like Valley Girl and like and I'm <laughs> shitting on yourself. <laughs> asshole anyways know thyself right so i know that's, that that's, you're quoting no. shakespeare baby you're quoting shakespeare <laughs> you're like 
poet. Oh my god, you're like a poet. Like no way. Like oh my god, <laughs> you're so enlightened. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we called this hashtag like Petra. Uh, okay. All right, all right, all right. So no know, knowing ourselves. Is it our job to know ourselves? Yes. It is our job as a woman to know ourselves. It is our job as a woman to know what our our bad habits are, what our um what our negative influence is, where our damage is. It is our job as a woman. To know that shit. And, and know, as a person. Yeah. And to know our strengths and yeah. our capabilities and the limits we're pressing up against yeah. and our history and yeah. to know our um, culture scape perspectives and to know, you know, the, the limiting beliefs that we're working to unfold and unhinge. Correct. You know, not not just our damage, because holy, have I shown up to relationships and someone's given, like, a dude has given me, like, a nice laundry list of, like, all his, like, negative points to be like, do you still want me? And I'm like, oh, my God, please don't. Like, let me find them later. (laughs) Can you give me some breathing room? Like, can we just get through the date first? Like, I want a nice dinner before you tell me all the shit that's wrong with you. (laughs) But I mean, even us, like we've had moments where we're like, oh shit, that's my damage coming out or like in relationships, like where we also have seen our damage play out in a variety of ways. So then there's, there's knowing thyself. So that sounds like a giant expectation that it's telling people to put on themselves, like a giant benchmark that... Sounds almost unachievable. No, so, because you can discover yourself through relationships too. Totally. Yeah. But if they're if they're making the like number one thing you should do in that's the best way to find the one, to find the person who's right for you, is to know thyself. That's not enough of a good explanation to help people understand what that really means. Knowing thyself isn't being settled in in the perfect you. Right? No, but it's one where you're working on striving to be your best you. Right. Yeah, of course. So, um, cause you can't show up to a relationship and expect, like we talked about in our tribe episode, you can't show up to a relationship and expect that person to be everything for you. Right. And so you can't expect to be a perfect person going into a relationship, which I no, see a but lot. You can't expect the other person to be either. That's right. So knowing, knowing yourself just means, you know, where you're coming from. Like or knowing where you're at. What's yes. That, what's that percentage thing? Tell <gasps> that percentage story. The pre- pre- the like past, present, future. Yeah. So I was on a ski trip um, with a boyfriend actually at the time. Mm-hmm. One I don't like, right? One I didn't like. Did you do you like any of them? I haven't met the. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. No comment. <laughs> So on that note, Julia doesn't like any of them. Um, These any- are all dudes trying to take the place I'm, I'm sleeping in right now. <laughs> the fucking, they're trying to like, literally Excuse trying to like. Excuse me, you have a boyfriend. Ish. <laughs> ish. <That's- laughs> Except that if he was here, he'd be like, yeah, I am. Anyways, uh, we digress. Well, he's not trying to keep me out of your bed. He's trying to pull me out of your bed. <laughs> yeah, that's is. true. Yeah. Fair. Um, anyways. Go uh, on. <laughs> back to the to the ski, the snowboarding trip, because I don't ski. Because skiing's for oh, losers. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. You can all hate me now. Um, anyways, um, I was snowboarding, and we we're sitting on a chairlift with another couple. And... Um, 
I just, because maybe I wasn't interested in what he had to say or whatever, I started listening into their conversation. And the guy said to the woman, where are you at now? And so she starts rattling off all these percentages. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. And what he meant by it was afterwards, I was like, well, I was like, that's interesting. And he's like, yeah, where are you at now? Past, present, or future? And we've used this on each other lots of times where we're getting too, we're getting, we're getting unnerved or unregulated. And I'm like, where are you at now? And most of the time when you're unnerved or you're unregulated, you're either sitting in the future trying to plan shit you can't plan. You're sitting in the past trying to relive the past or like sorrow over it. Yeah, And you're not, you're not sitting in the present. And the idea, which is interesting from the guy on the chairlift, he's like, well, you need to like be in the future for a little bit. So you need to know that you've got your like food plan for your Monday, for your work week or whatever. Yeah. So you need to know that sort of stuff for your future. But like majority of yourself should be in the present. Yeah. And that you should be enjoying it. And, and, and I, what I took from that was like, when I was sitting on that chairlift, I was like, yeah, I'm very present moment because I'm doing an activity I truly love doing. So yeah, you're not thinking about anything except like where you're at, who you're with, the air around you, like, you know, shredding some pow pow. Yeah. Shredding some pow pow. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's funny because that's actually a tool that I wound up, um, adapting from, uh, one of the books on like optimized performance that I read and it was like a 70, 20, 10 rule. Okay. And it was about, and I, I used it to promote people living 70% in the present mm-hmm. and then I believe 20% in their future and okay. 10% in their past. Yeah. And like, that's the makeup of what your daily life should be. Right. That if you're, you should be that 20% of like looking forward to who you want to be next right. and like what you're working towards. Right. And then 10% are like the lessons you're pulling forward with you to live right. your present life. And you should be in your 70% of like yeah. of of your life, of of what you're doing right now and your present is always rolling over into like the next moment, right? Yeah. So to yeah. Like what am I going to be doing next? How do I want to live my best life and then in the few moments right ahead of me. So, so how does this relate to being like being myself or knowing themselves, knowing ourselves then? I think that relates to knowing thyself is to understand that, um, there's a very, uh, mandatory level of fluidity. Okay. Right. So when people are like, know thyself, like I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, this is the person I am, Mm -hmm. that that's not a super helpful way to live your life. Mm -hmm. So when all of these articles are trying to help people, um, find their soulmate and tell them to like go soul searching and like fucking eat, pray, love your shit. Um, <laughs> your favorite that, book. Oh, fuck. I hate that. Fucking she winds up with the dude totally codependent in the end goes to find herself and then fucking just finds another dick to straddle. Like it's so dumb. Um, <laughs> let's just shit all over that. Um, <laughs> tell me how you really feel, Julia. <laughs> <laughs> I got some choice words for that. Julia Roberts character. <laughs> Um, so it's, it's a, it's like a lot of the like, like body positivity shit and like the self care shit. It's like the world has marketed this and, um, Mm. created this idea for people that they haven't fully explained and that people don't have a full grasp on that knowing thyself isn't trying to put yourself in a permanent labels and permanent boxes. Right. It's about, understanding a fluidity of your own 
present self, past self, and future self, and understanding those influences on your what I believe should be your 70%, should be a person 70%. Okay. And that understanding will contribute to finding your soulmate okay. best, is, is the best way to, to find your soulmate. See, I, I really believe that, like, I think I believe you need to really understand your past to understand yourself. That's how I really believe it. Like, so I, I think I really believe in, like, I'm kind of, where we may disagree, I believe in a lot of like talk therapy in that sense that like it digs deep. And if you got a good counselor, they can ask you the right questions to trigger you to dig deep. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're ready, of course, and you're ready to explore. But I think that I personally believe that like reliving your past or understanding your past is what defines your, your like where you come from and then how to grow from there. I think we we both agree that counselors are not always the best person to help us grow from there. Yeah. But I do think that they are really helpful for us to understand, understand where we're coming from. And so therefore that helps me understand, like if I understand where I'm coming from, I really understand how I need to move forward with someone or what I'm looking forward, looking for with someone else or like that, that knowing myself, knowing my past experiences knowing yeah I don't know I I'm that's what that's what I think I I do agree with you that understanding our past is extremely important I do agree with talk therapy I think it's um really important for almost all people to go through talk therapy whether it's with a um skilled confidant or mm-hmm. a clinical counselor or a therapist anything yeah. um but to be able to um un unlock uncover unhinge kind of the secrets of your past to understand your your current state, your current behaviors, your current choices, your current self. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. And yeah, I do believe that uh, it those that talk therapy and like gaining insight has a limit that there needs to be an active transformation phase. Sure. Um, like an action based on that insight, the transformation from insight. Um, but not but. And knowing thyself is having realistic perspectives, right? Because just sometimes looking back through our past and talking through it, we're able to label and identify, um, but we're not always able to gain um, a more objective sense of what's happened or what's gone on just through talk therapy sometimes. Sure. Um, And I think that... Also, people looking at their past and focusing on that being who they are or why they are who they are can sometimes leave people in a locked place of believing that 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 they are their past actions. And I think that's really yeah. harmful. Um, so knowing thyself is different than believing your actions have accumulated to become the sum of who you are. Okay. So, and that part of who we are in the present, one of the most beautiful parts of a person is someone who's um, trying to make change, trying to yeah. make growth, right? Yeah. And <clears throat> you and I both believe in change and growth. So, like, that's, like, I think I'm just coming from this, this spot that, like, what I understand of my, of my past helps me grow to be something bigger and better in the future. 
Thor helps me in present moments too at times. That's a dynamic, smart, enlightened mm-hmm. bitch right Ooh. there, though. That's not fucking everyone. Yeah. Because fuck have I gone through those dates and those people well, that's who are like... the hashtag beyond basic. Yeah. So that's exactly it. Like, we were... Di- which is what our dinner conversation was about our being dynamic individuals. Right. And that there's... <laughs> There's a category or a section of those people and Mm -hmm. um, to come across people who are married to their actions of the past, who are having a very fond relationship or even a toxic cyclical relationship, believing that they are who they are because of their past actions and identify or like create their identity based on what they've done Hmm. and not who they're trying to become in the present moment, which is a huge component of knowing thyself to be like, um, you know, I used to do drugs or I used to be in trouble with the law or I used to have like patterns of jealousy and to like, look at yourself right now and be like, I am making changes to not be that person. And I'm doing it through these qualities or these characteristics. And to believe that that is who you are right now is totally different. Mm -hmm. And that's a, Hashtag not basic. <laughs> Hashtag not basic. That's uh, that's a that's a dynamic growth state. So I guess I, I kind of want to sum. I want I want to put it this into a summary because um, I think I think we put a lot out there. We've been talking for 10, 15 minutes about this topic. So if we're going that we're knowing thyself, what's our summary to knowing thyself then? live in the present moment or like what's what's our summary synopsis of that uh so we hit we hit a couple things if i'm able to like put labels on that is the the true way to know thyself is to understand that insight into your past and your past actions are not thy current self right unless you allow it to be right um two knowing thyself needs to incorporate fluidity Okay. Which is movement from part of your past and your present and your future. Okay. And there's another component in there. Um, knowing thyself also has to incorporate um, like a developed dynamic perspective. Okay. So an ongoing want to be further development um, no, I think that's like an action course where okay. it's like knowing thyself can't just be labels and boxes okay. of, of, of past up into, up until current. Okay. Knowing thyself needs to incorporate the fluidity of past, present and future intent. Okay. And to know thyself well, you need to have like a dynamic integration with a healthy percentage in the proper places. Okay. Or just be a dynamic person. Or just don't be a fucking idiot. <laughs> don't be a flake. <laughs> don't be a valley girl. Don't be a valley girl. Oh, my God. But we're so good. <laughs> we make the voices well, but we don't hold to it well. No, we last like about 30 <laughs> seconds. Um, so our next um, bullshit breaker is uh, relation. the relationship question is uh, what's the best way to have a healthy relationship? And the number one, bring it in, dog. <laughs> tell us, tell us what it is, Patty. Um, <laughs> is to be a healthy person. Oh right, yeah, uh huh. But um, let's list how to do that. Well, Julia, you get up at six a.m. <laughs> and you go running. 
Fuck you. I get up at seven. <laughs> and you boss out eight kilometers. Fuck you. And I boss you, out 2.6. And then you take a selfie at the end of it. <laughs> and a selfie of the like 8.6 on your watch. And you're like, you're like, I bossed that today. And then you come home and you fail as a parent. <laughs> <laughs> and then. That's why I only do 2.6 or 2.7. I come you, home and I take care of two fucking five-year-olds. And then you get dressed and ready for work. And you boss out the day at work. Oh, wait, you have a nap in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who I'm talking about. Okay, this is this is maybe not me. I didn't. I did not nap in the car with children in it. That's. I think that's illegal. Yeah, that that is illegal. Is it? No. Could they nap? Well, they no. What if they were napping too? Then you guys would totally nap in the car together. And what if someone's napping in the house and their children are awake and functioning and under the age of six? I do that all the time. Come on, hashtag. I've had one too many glasses of wine and it's time. And somebody wakes me up at 630 in the morning. Is it really time to get up? Is it? No. It's called couch time while they play. If someone wakes you up at 630 in the morning and you've been drinking, that's not a nap, Claire. (laughs) Like an eight hour one? No, I mean like when they wake me up at 630 and I have to like be a parent. I'm napping on the couch while I'm parenting at 630 to like 830 in the morning when I finally turn the coffee on. I'm like, okay, I'm functioning for the day. You get up and nap that whole time? You just go from the bed to the couch? You could be snuggling me, you fucking bitch. I can't be when the kid's like... Oh, by the way, that was me poking Julia. I feel like that was a punch. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, we digress. Okay. Um, what was how, the question again? <laughs> how to be a healthy person. Then you started oh. listing all your fucking wins. And I just, I like stumbled behind you picking up your leftovers. I sat on your coattails because you did your 8K. <laughs> which is so not true. Anyways. How to be a healthy person. Um, which is the key to finding a healthy relationship. So everyone healthy- always talks about how you, to be a healthy person, you should exercise and you should, you know, be mindful and have mindfulness. In I love your having you using like an instruct- sh- your instructional sh- tone sh- as a professor. Like you right, should yeah. do these and you should, and you should know thyself. And you should spend time, you know, with your peoples and like it. The list goes on and on and on about all the healthy shit you should do. You should do our favorite word. Should, should. fucking go should yourself. Yeah, um, should do this, and you should, and I so- should have done that. So you made all that in like a sarcastic like. Well, because I don't think that I don't. Well, we just pointed it out. I I love running. I love running distance. So I love getting up at six in the morning and right. running seven to eight kilometers in the morning. Not everyone wants to go run seven to eight kilometers. Julia, do you want to run seven to eight kilometers? Of course not. Right. So, but what is your love? You could go to the gym and spend three hours at the gym, and I would go stir crazy so you just said a word there that i think incorporates how to be a healthy person is is love right yeah so whatever you're doing is love whatever you're doing yeah it's not about like being having certain health goals or having certain professional goals or having certain financial goals or having certain family goals it's about loving whatever goals you're setting and loving where you're at with them and loving your accomplishments with them and sharing them with someone. Well, yeah, that's how to have the healthy relationship. Yeah. Um, so are there, so knowing, I guess knowing what, yeah, exactly. You said what, knowing what you love. So how to be a healthy person. Is that the same as our list of knowing thyself is how to, how to find a soulmate 
and how to have a healthy relationship with that soulmate goes 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 hand in hand though doesn't it like if you if you know you love running um you don't ex- your partner doesn't have to love running do, do they like well if you know yourself really well and you know you love drinking <laughs> and you <laughs> and you know you know that um that's not that's you loving knowing what you love and knowing yourself well that you love that thing and admitting it, but is that a healthy person? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if you know how how to do it responsibly, like a functional drunk, <laughs> Claire, you have those people come into your fucking office. Like those are the people that you. Oh, I don't have functional alcoholics coming. I see the alcoholics that are not functional. Oh, if I saw functional alcoholics, I'd be in there. I was gonna say I'd be there too. <laughs> I'm not an alcoholic. Uh, um, nor am I. Uh, we define we defined what uh, like we define substance misuse. Substance misuse. Yeah. I do not misuse. Substance. Anyways, okay. Anyway, we so digress. We digress. Um, but no, I think healthy individual is is totally knowing, like you said, knowing things you love to do that make you happy and make you complete and make you a whole person. And don't, isn't it great? You, you say this to your person every so often when they're like, you make me so happy. I already showed up. What do you say? Oh yeah. When, when, uh, when my current partner is like, you, you make me really happy. And I say back, I was already happy, but you're just my cherry on top, babe. Right. Which is super mushy and cute and adorable and super fucking true. It is true though. Like I, I think I found a great relationship because I, I'm fucking happy. Right. But the the difference is like this week, like I've had a hard fucking week and like I'm disappointed in a little bit where my business is. I'm a little disappointed in where my body is, uh, a little disappointed in my health right now. I'm a little disappointed in my own fucking attitude. Um, I'm a little disappointed in the girls' behavior this week too. (laughs) I'm a little fucking mad at them. Um, But they're five-year-olds, so they they have some room for error. Right. Um, But amongst all of that, I still love my life. Right. And I still love who I am. Right. And I'm still happy with my life. Like I, I don't get into a funk and be like, I'm not working out hard enough. And like, this needs to change. I need some more plastic surgery or like, you know, I need to like not be near the girls anymore. Or I need to, um, you know, like change up my diet. It's like, no, like I'm just having an off week. And like to be able to accept that, like that's, I, I, I got to brag. I got to say, I don't think it's bragging. Maybe like, I'm just. I'm just happy with my life. Yeah. And it's really, really easy to have a lot of healthy relationships when I'm just happy. Right. Because it puts a lot of boundaries on people who show up that I notice are not happy. And I'm like, I'm not going to be friends with you. Like, I'm not going to have a relationship with you. Yeah. Like, you hate your life. You act like an asshole. Like, you've got weird toxic behavior. I'm not going to fucking do that. Yeah. So, yeah, being a a healthy person, (laughs) boundaries boundaries being a healthy person i i feel like being a healthy person like incorporates like those nine pillars that are like in my book or whatever um that that's but that's like that's recovery journey that's not necessarily like i still think i kind of always think about you and i and how do we like i take our relationship and it's not a romantic relationship or anything but it's a solid relationship (laughs) just i'm kidding go on (laughs) Okay. In Julia's mind, it's a romantic relationship. No. Um, but anyway. I have a different perspective. Don't steal it from me. <laughs> but I take our relationship all the time. And I'm like, okay, we have we have such a solid foundation of relationship. And we speak to each other in such a great way. But we both 
show up. We both rely on each other, but we also like, we're not codependent. We show up, we will show up as our vulnerable selves. I don't, I just always look at us when it comes to like, relationship questions or like what I'm searching for from a romantic partner or something. So you listed a bunch of stuff in there that could really help people out with like being a healthy person to be in a healthy relationship. Right. You listed being vulnerable, um, showing up or being present. Right. Um, what was the other thing? Uh, not being codependent, like yeah. being independent, uh, independent, but together. So like right. symbiotic. Yeah. Um, and like, uh, you know, there's vulnerability and like genuine, yeah, um, being self. genuine and honest, genuine self. And then you and I are each happy in our own lives. Right. That anyone else who comes into our lives is like an extra special additive. Right. It just keeps making our life better when they're healthy as well. Right. So I think um, that's a huge pillar of having a healthy relationship is being in a relationship not with someone that you need. Yeah. Someone that you want. Yeah, but we talked about that in our chat. We don't want to make, you never want to put all that de- demand on a romantic partner, which is what the soulmate search that everyone talks about is I'm going to find my soulmate and they're going to provide everything for me. Or like my, my they call it your, my better half, Yeah, you know? And it's yeah. like that stuff is super toxic. Yeah. Um, Or people who are like, I feel like so alone and to yeah. have like, your soulmate provide you with your non-loneliness status. Yeah. I think that's fucked. Yeah. I think that um, that's like a huge thing that I learned is when people are like, I feel so alone or like I'm, I'm unhappy because I'm lonely and alone. And it's yeah. like, you have a full relationship with yourself. Right. And the reason you feel alone is because you don't like being with yourself. Yeah. Because you've got like your body plus your subconscious plus your ego plus yeah. your consciousness. Like, you actually have, like, three people swimming around in there that aren't even based in schizophrenia. Like, <laughs> those are totally um, great, great parts of oneself that count as total mental stability. Right. It's to be able to work with all those sections of yourself and have not just your sanity, but, like, an enlightened bitch level of shit <laughs> if you recognize all those pieces. Um, <laughs> okay, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey everyone, we are back from our short break. Wine glasses refilled as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just to teeter off, um, not to teeter off, actually to ramp it up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to cover what red flags look like. Hmm. <laughs> so hmm. we're going to do a little bit of story sharing. Um, let's let's first define red flags. Shit, shit I see in people I don't like. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, the, like you mean the like flag that someone waves? It's like, hey, over here, it's really red and it's really prominent. Yeah. I got a problem. Yeah. I've got some issues. <laughs> Hope you like them. <laughs> hashtag if you don't. I'm still here. <laughs> we should definitely like hashtag like red flag. Yeah, hashtag red flag. Hashtag. I want to look that up. I want to know what hashtag red flag looks Ooh, like on Instagram. Yeah. There's totally, there's got to be one. There's got to be one. Yeah. 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 Um, I recently had a guy I dated tell me that he had an ex tattoo a red flag on her arm after dating him. Whoa. Yeah. And then he laughed at her. He was like, now you look like the red flag. And I was like, (laughs) you just fuck both yourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, that was just a reminder on her arm to not to acknowledge that she's not she's going to acknowledge red flags and other people. And she's not gonna fall for it again. Well, I feel like that. What like what it sounds like from him, me me spending time with him, 
he's got a bunch of red flags. Right. And then from him explaining what she's like, I'm like, well, she has a bunch too. Like, why didn't you stay together? (laughs) (laughs) You were damaged together. Why wouldn't you just remain damaged together? Save the rest of us some trouble on Tinder. Take yourselves off and just go be together. Yeah. And and embrace the red flags together. Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. fucked up. Let's go find each other. Yeah. And Um, stay together. And don't break up. Okay. Until you resolve your red flags. So before we go into some stories, can we list what some red flags are for each of us individually? Because I I think I've got like a big list of red flags. Oh. Uh, do you want to start then? Uh, maybe, but since you put me on the spot, I can't remember. Now. I know okay. I was going to say, I was like, I don't know um, if I can list them all right now. Red flags, um, being in debt. Yeah. Um, not having any semblance of a university education. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know it's shallow, but I. That's I feel a thing. like I'm just gonna like list yours repetitively. Well, you can say if you agree. Uh, <laughs> I definitely agree on the university uh, education or trade. They have to have some sort of further education for me. Um, having a verbal, like a very de- well developed verbal uh, relationship with their dog. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, it's like I've, I've dated guys who. Like when I watch them have conversations with their dog and they look at their dog and they're like, don't look at me like that. No, I'm sorry. I will take you. And it's like, they're having a full back and forth and the dog's not talking. (laughs) To me, that's a red flag. Oh, multiple concussions. That's oh, a red yeah, flag. yeah. Damaged brain. Um, <laughs> it should be a red flag. Telling me about arguments they've had online with people online they don't know in like a like a troll feed, like a comment response feed. That's a red flag for me. I feel like they're like, oh, like I made this comment on this person's feed and this other person chimed in and then I got in an argument. Like, that's a red flag for me. I'm like, you are having a conversation with someone you don't know and you are having a conversation like you're right. <laughs> you think you're right. <laughs> Somebody that can't admit that like they had a play in like a dissolve of relationship. Oh, so yeah. like like shit people that are shitty about their ex-wives. Oh pe- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a giant- shitty about their exes and period period. Like it's all their fault. They were terrible people and yeah. like they own nothing to the terrible relationship. Yeah, dissolved. that's a big red flag. It's not taking ownership of the like demise of of any relationship, mm-hmm. not taking any ownership. Um someone who doesn't know anything about Eastern philosophy. Like, nothing. Oh. That's a red flag for me. Well, then I meet that one. No, you don't. I think I kind of do, babe. You, um, no, you speak spirituality, which is, like... All right, fine. Yeah, it's in the realm. Okay. Yeah. You're like, I like you, so you can, you can follow that one. Um, Anyone who gets, like, slurry words after, like, three drinks. <gasps> that's a red flag. Like, they might not be wasted, but they have slurry words. After um, yeah, oh anyone who's got we a, can we can boss it way more than three. Any, <laughs> any yeah, um, anyone who doesn't have a trade but has a filthy vehicle, like if you're if you're not like a plumber or a mechanic or a welder or, have kids. or nope, fuck that. I put two five year old girls in that in my vehicle all the time, and this my car is fucking spotless. It has some sand in it. Some um, sand. Mine's a disaster. Well, okay, sorry, it's tidy, but I like I. I need to like spend an hour cleaning my car right now. I was in your vehicle last east this Easter. And yeah, it but it's been it, a month since then. Did you clean it just before I got in it? No. Well, you're fine. Okay. Stop right. trying to tell me that you have the red flags I'm labeling. Are you trying to get out of this? Should yeah. I move out? What is going on? <laughs> Are we breaking up on our podcast? Oh, some. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, another no. red flag? So, yeah, kind of. That's a bit. 
bit odd. Um, <laughs> oh, we're not breaking up on a podcast. But yeah. Okay. Not after either, right? No. Okay. I don't miss me naked later. Yes. <laughs> okay. Other, other red flags. Um, and like weird ones. Uh, guys who like say that their parents were perfect. Oh, like they had a perfect upbringing? Yeah. And anyone, anyone who tells me that they've like, no, their parents were great. There was nothing wrong with them. They were awesome. They were great parents. And like, there's nothing wrong with them. That weirds me out a little bit. Right. Like, it's okay if they're like, you know, they did their best. And, but like this, this, and this happened or like, you know, my, my mother is very this or my dad is very that. Like mm-hmm. he was militant or he was a yeller or mm-hmm. my mom was like, you know, very distant or whatever, but they were great. I'm like, right. at least you labeled something. Like you've, you've attributed characteristics to them right. outside of just being your parents. Right. That's important. Like it's a red flag if they're like, they're mom and dad. They're just mom and dad. Like <laughs> it's just mom and dad. They're, they were great. And I'm like, you're you have so much uncovered damage. So much. <laughs> if you just think your parents were like, they were just great, mom and dad. And like, they still call them mom and dad. And I was like, that's fucked. That's fucked. I um, love that. That's awesome. Oh, any man who dates women far below their age range. Ooh, yes. Consistently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, anyone- oh but what, what about me? Hashtag damage because I date older? No, I've... I don't even want to say how old I've dated now. Yeah, well, we it, don't need it got, to. It got, yeah. We don't need to. We don't need to. Well, but, I'm, not, I'm not with them because yeah. I recognized how fucked up it yeah. is that they think it's okay to date someone as young as me. Yeah. It's fucked. Well, and it, well, it, uh, babe, we got to admit role reversal. Like, we engage in it too. So we're a little damaged as well. Well, yeah, but I don't stay. I'm just in it for the, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's it's a little bit funny for me. <laughs> <laughs> I I like I like to see if it's gonna work. <laughs> it's a little fucked up. Okay. Uh, anyways, red red flag men that hit on women that are far lower yeah. than their age. Yeah. Yeah. Um, men who think that paying for female company is appropriate. Yeah, that's damaged. Other other than in Vegas with like a stripper slash hooker. I mean, I feel like that's fair. Yeah. Like there's nothing wrong with that. That the sex trade is a profession and it's yeah. a respectful one and yeah you know. I, I wish i wish it was legal here uh, uh because they would have more rights i'm sorry i'm a feminist so like i believe that they should have rights yeah i don't disagree with you i don't disagree with her yeah although i've never heard and and you probably have but i'm naive and and cute and innocent. don't don't preface it just go uh i never heard are you working or walking uh um, i've never heard that line so like if you're working, like and yeah, you, yeah. you're walking along the street, are you working or walking if someone pulls up? And I didn't know what that meant. And now I do. Oh. <laughs> well, the 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 similar instance I've had is in Vegas. I always get la- asked, do you so do you live here? And I'm like, oh my God, like no one lives in Vegas. Like who lives here? I'm on vacation. And they're like, oh Yeah, you're not like, a working girl. Then. No. And I was like, <laughs> So, yeah, I didn't realize that when a guy asked if I lived there, yeah. it, if, if I was a hooker, right. I had no idea. I was I, just, <laughs> I was like, I'm here partying. Like, who, who here parties and doesn't, like, who comes and lives here? Like, if I lived, like, six blocks off the strip and, like, was a massage therapist or something yeah. or something a little less, yeah. just, like, 
a veterinarian. Like, do you think I'd come to Wet Republic and party? Like, no. Um, or would I? Yeah, you and I would. I, I you would. would. I would. But I wouldn't be there, like, trying to get paid for sex. I'd yeah. be like, oh, my God. Like, I've got, like, fluffy animals in my, like, yeah. I'm, you know, I don't know. I'd have, like, a scritching party. <laughs> <laughs> Look that up if you don't know what it is. So, and there was a CSI episode about it. Yes, I remember that CSI <laughs> <Yeah>. episode. <laughs> Who doesn't remember the scritching party? Um, Anyways, red flags. Back to yeah. red flags. So um, let's, uh, so that's a big list. Um, like, yeah, so. Have we even finished it? There's no so damage. The, like, I think of, like, triggering damage. I think of people that, like, the jealousy. Red flag is, like, jealousy is a immediately. huge red flag for me like someone that's jealous codependency like anyone that triggers codependency flags are like like huge red flags to me like where are you what are you doing why didn't you answer me yeah oh my god you didn't answer me for four hours you must be like like and then you have to like you feel like you're apologizing as soon as i feel like i have to apologize for not answering someone back i'm like oh red flag red flag red flag run run yeah that's Um, a that's a big one that that can be like our our rollover into a story because have you and I have both experienced that yeah. like men who do not like like texting and being left hanging for any more than like <sighs> two hours. I've not texted a guy I'm dating back for two days. It went poorly, and I don't regret it. <laughs> like that turned into the like I know what my time is worth. I'm like, well, I didn't take it up because I didn't text you. <laughs> so I like. I I don't understand. I don't understand where that where those words came from. I've just gotten I haven't gotten that because um I don't usually take that long, but I literally was like because <laughs> I'm 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 a little I, I'm a little more busy than you sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Anyways, um doesn't really matter what we're doing. Um I've I've literally bossed a work day where I've just been like slammed with clients and yeah. running between and like on my drives between clients thinking about the next client and not thinking about that person. And they, and even when I like texted them at the end of the day, they were shitty to me. And then, um, the fact that they like couldn't understand that I wasn't thinking about them. They were like, well, even at my work, I'm thinking about you. And I was like, I hope you're not in the middle of your job. It's a very important job. You shouldn't be thinking about me. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Like the person that puts that much that much precedence on someone is stupid. It's just a stupid idea. Um, I told you the story of the guy that I was with, and I we spent the whole like morning afternoon together, and then he had a party to go to in the evening, mm -hmm. and I had another friend over and like didn't answer his text in the evening. He was at a party. I didn't expect him to be texting me. Yeah, and I was hanging out with another friend. So I was giving them my attention. Yeah. And the next morning, he's like, why didn't I hear from you? You had someone else over here? I spent all night thinking about you. And I'm like, we spent all morning together. Like, I have a life. Like, I went and did other stuff. Yeah. And then when I'm like, you can't be, you can't, like, I'm not thinking about you all the time. He's like, I'm thinking about you all the time. And I was like, when you're doing your homework with your kids, are you thinking about me? When you're working on the boat? Are you thinking about me when you're taking a dump? Are you thinking about me when you're (laughs) talking to your father? Are you thinking about me? Like, no, you are not. No, you are not. Do not fucking emotionally blackmail me to fucking tell me that you're thinking about me all the time and that I should be thinking about you all the time. Yeah. Go 
fuck yourself to the moon and back. I love that you tell that story because I like never would have the courage to like, I had the courage to like defend myself against this, this person that told me that they were thinking about me, but I, I would never like tell, I don't, I don't actually think I've told someone to go fuck themselves. I've literally just ignored them, ghosted (laughs) them, moved on. It it take it takes a lot. It took a lot. I used to be extremely like non-confrontational. Like yeah. I would either like shut down and disassociate in fights, like my dad used to, which yeah. is where I learned it. Yeah. Um, or I would be so angry and not be able to express yeah. myself that I would start crying. Yes, I do that all I, the time. When I, I think so a lot of women mad. do. Yeah. Yeah. I get I'm not because you're we're programmed to be taught that expressing anger is unacceptable. Yeah. One as a female or in a house where you um suffer abuse yeah that you expressing rage yeah gets turned around and like you get shamed and punished for it um <laughs> your cat's losing a shit my cat uh, it's yeah. our cat now babe <laughs> <laughs> that's right when when the kid when the pets are in trouble your dog your cat yeah. is being an asshole or an idiot <laughs> anyway. uh, anyways i um, wish we could do that with boyfriends <laughs> But we don't You're share them. You have boyfriends. No, we don't share We don't share them. No, because we have very different tastes in men. That's right. Yeah. Um, but both our red flags are the same. Uh, very similar. Um, mine is, um, yeah, the like, yeah, so codependency control. Um, yeah. what are what are some of our other um, red flag stories? I really like sharing them. Okay. Um, oh, so I dated a guy that proclaimed that he was, he proclaimed he was an alcoholic and that he was sober. Um, and then, um, and then he decided that he was going to have a glass of wine. And I was like, uh, okay. Um, he's like two years sober. And so then he has this glass of wine and he like phones me because he has to admit and be honest with me about his like consumption or whatever. Wow. And, and he triggered me like his like whole, like that I had to do this and like his language was terrible and toxic about his consumption. But I was like, and then when I like called him on all of his excuses for having this alcoholic beverage that he like hasn't consumed in two years, he basically was like, well, what did he say? Well, I'm not really an alcoholic. Oh, my God. So he, like, backtracked off of his, like, he was on this high horse that he was on this, like, road to like road to recovery and all these things he was doing for his recovery. And then, like, all of a sudden when he, like, has a drink or has some consumption or, like, relapses in whatever recovery terms, um, he basically was like, well, I really wasn't an alcoholic. I just, you know, like. I was functioning and I was taking it to that next level. And so then I put myself in treatment. I was like, so you went into treatment, but you non-alcoholic. I'm like, I got so confused. I didn't really get confused. I basically thought he was full of bullshit. Yeah. He triggered me and he did trigger me. Like, and I yeah, identified that. Upset. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was actually really good with him. I was like, well, you trick, you're triggering me right now um, for a variety of reasons, considering that my mom was an alcoholic and all the excuses that you're giving me are basically the excuses she would give me when she decided Jesus. to go drinking. Like, so I'm like, you're literally making me relive my childhood and I, I'm not cool with it. And I don't like it. And it's not, it's not something I really <laughs> want to do. And so um, it ate it really quickly to the, 
yeah. breakup yeah. and demise. And then I found out he was a narcissist when I decided to break up with him and like oh, list man. a bunch of reasons yeah. why I couldn't be with him. Well, you know, those things go like hand in hand, right? Like <laughs> having addictive problems and like then and like having codependency and then being a narcissist, like a bunch yeah. of those things yeah. are like usually mixed in the same bag of damage. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But it was funny because I was like, I really wouldn't mind dating a guy in recovery because like they speak the same like recovery language. It's really great. It's like really nice. And then. Um, and then I realized that maybe that's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really, really it's really funny because just telling that story now, I remembered back to early university. Um, I was in what like, and I I hate this term, and I don't participate them in them anymore. But in a polyamorous relationship. Oh yeah. So we were each other's. Me and this guy were, uh, and his name. <laughs> he had changed. This should have been the red flag. Is that he had legally changed his name. To like something super cool. And he really hated his dad. Like, man, that should have been the red flag right there. Um, anyone anyone who like legally changes their name, I feel like that's that's a big red flag. Right. Like you can't just change your personality and Mm -hmm. feel like you own your own identity, like your name isn't who you are. (laughs) Like that's a big deep (laughs) layer of red flag bullshit. Right. So it it got worse. (laughs) Of course it did. When we're in a polyamorous relationship and, you know, part of the rules is we we agree to uh, disclose if we sleep with someone else. Okay. And we're, we're each other's primary and anyone else on the outskirts is is fun. It's just fun. Right. Um, so he calls me up and he's like, you know, I'm really like, I'm, I'm, I, I know I need to tell you I slept with this girl I met at the gym. Like we, like I see her at the gym all the time and I knew her and then, you know, I went back to her place and like, we were just going to hang out. And, and then like one thing led to another and like, I, I'm, you know, I just, I didn't, I didn't really want to, but I did it. And I'm like, you're a male and I know this is a double standard, but you had sex with someone, but didn't really want to, but you did it anyway. And then you're calling me to admit it. Are you, are you communicating that you slept with someone else because that's the respect line that we have in our relationship and the agreement on our like sexual disclosure thing? Or are you trying to communicate that you have remorse about sleeping with someone that you didn't really want to sleep with? Because that section isn't my problem. <laughs> like, and he, he's, he's like, like in a weird way, like trying to apologize to me that he slept with someone he didn't mean to sleep with and he didn't mean for it to happen. But the discussion was super warped. Right. Like he's communicating that he slept with someone else, which is totally okay in our relationship. Right. But he's, he's communicating remorse and discomfort with his own choice. And I'm like, why, like, what do you want me to say to you? I'm sorry you did something you didn't want to do. I'm sorry you got some extra badge in your day. And like, I, I'm not understanding what this conversation is about. Right. I'm, I'm realizing that he's like trying to inspire jealousy. Oh, uh, he's trying to get a reaction from you. Yeah. He's, he's trying to find a way to contour the conversation so that I will either express anger or express like a possessive nature or to Care. um like yeah that's not a thing that I had at the yeah. time like yeah, was good. shit well that's um, that would probably be why this all happened well and I see that's a big pattern in the relationships that I've had <laughs> prior to my recovery uh, yeah. is giving a shit if someone's yeah. like because I just I I I was wronged so often that I just got to the point where if someone treats me poorly in a relationship I'm not going to argue that they shouldn't have done it. I'm just going to not see them anymore. <laughs> like, I just, I, you treat me poorly. I'm just going to leave. Like, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? That I was going to be like, no, don't do that. And then go like running back into their arms after they have like apologized or explained why they had the right to do it. I'm like, 
no. Hashtag emotional man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, um, emotional man. Emotional man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because um, that happened in another, like, red flag situation was a um, relationship I had, God, like, nine years later. Yeah. Where I'm dating this guy, and he's like, um, so I didn't text you last night because, you know, like, sorry, like, after work, a few of my work friends, and we went to someone's, like, party, and they had a hot tub, and, like, you know, no one had bathing suits, and we got, all got in the hot tub, and there were girls there, and I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, and, like, one of my coworkers kind of, like, plays this funny game with me where she, like, gets really close to my face and then kisses me. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, yeah, it's just a game that we, like, I don't I don't know why she does it. I'm like, okay. And he's like, <laughs> does, like, does that bother you? And I'm like, did you kiss her back? He's like, well, no. She just, like, she does it. And I'm like, uh-huh. He's like, does, does that make you uncomfortable? I'm like, if you didn't kiss her back, like, no. And he's like, what, like, what if she does it again? And I'm like. Where's this conversation going? <laughs> you fucked up narcissistic crap hole. <laughs> like, you're on a one way ticket to a conversation to a breakup. So you pick it up by a six pack and walk it out the door. Like, <laughs> you want to see how much I give a shit? <laughs> oh. Test me. Test me. <laughs> I, I think about like the red flag jealousy stories that I experienced where it was like, uh, who are you going out with? What are you doing? Like 20 questions about like what I'm doing. And I'm like, I'm going out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag I'm going out. Yeah. <laughs> or the like jealousy of even you, the oh, jealousy yeah. of you with an ex where like, and he like apologized for it afterward. I don't think he ever like really meant to apologize for it, but was like, you left me and then you entered into a relationship with her. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I'm like, regardless of it, whether I did or didn't, none of your business if we're not together. Right. I can yeah. enter into a relationship with whoever the fuck I want to yeah. when I'm not with you. Yes, that guy reportedly, you said, had a fantastic package. I don't know why, like, anyone needs... Oh, wait, because he's emotionally unprepared to enter in a relationship he cannot supply you with what you require in a relationship and i can (laughs) i can i can i can and you can i can do anything you can do better (laughs) um what other damaged relationships i've had the neanderthal relationships too where i've like that like uneducated neanderthal where he was like I what do you I, want to do this weekend, babe? No, like, no, no. Like even worse than that. Like there's Jane and that? Jane and like Tarzan. Like I Tarzan, you Jane. Like like that kind of yeah. Stupid. Wow. That was like right out of the divorce. Okay, so was that yeah. your damage or their damage? Because like, oh, that was totally my damage. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, a guy's allowed to be like that. There's nothing wrong with them being like that. But it's the damage if you know you're like. Oh, I was, was so I was bad. about to trip up and say better than that. Um, but that's oh. rude. Um, oh, it's my damage. Um, what <laughs> but but now I know that I have a red flag of education. Um, yeah. <laughs> carry that one with me. Um, what else? What's another like red flag story that's fun for me? Um, uh, there's a lot of red flags on Tinder. Like, <laughs> they're very evident. Oh, I haven't been on it for a while now. Oh, um, red flag is anyone who admits they have a dad bod. Oh, <gasps> yeah. Man, I've been, like, I have, like, super, like, I had shredded photos on Tinder. And guys are, like, oh, you're so good looking. And I'm, like, yeah, what's your fitness level? They're, like, ah, dad bod. I'm, like, 
did you really just like you should have lied to me till I showed up mm-hmm. like you really and all they had was like, a photo of their face yeah. I'm like you should have kept that under wraps like you are <laughs> bad at sales and marketing which is my profession <laughs> yeah. like, oh. so that's a that's a red flag anyone who doesn't like take care of their body enough for um, their age group like I'm like no no, I'm not doing that. I don't, so I don't have the same red flag you do on that one though. Cause I, I've battled my weight my whole life. So I like, I have that, like, I have that belief that someone can be whatever they want to be, um, and be comfortable in their own skin in a variety of different forms. So I, it's not my red flag. I don't carry that one as much. That's as fair. Do. I'll respect that. Yeah. I, I like will fully be like, Oh, are you on a, like a gear cycle right now? That's hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I I'm that. so, and, and for me, I'd be like the opposite. If they were like on a, a steroid or gear cycle, I'd be like, Oh, that's a red flag for you. Right, yeah. That would be totally a red flag for me. I'd that's- be like, Oh, uh, no. Nope, 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 and nope. I'm running, I'm running, I'm running so fast because I don't. So like, fitness is important to me, and health is important to me, but like, it's not my primary health, like not my yeah. primary goal, and it's one of your primary goals, one yeah. of your pillars. So and it, and it's not just like health. Like, I need to see someone who has goals and is meeting their goals, and yeah. then is exceeding their goals, yeah. and then is like making new goals, and it's like yeah. all about their health. Yeah, like having some yeah. guy be like, I want to like squat three hundred twenty five yeah. reps. I'm like. I want to watch that. Yeah, see, and I'm like, I have no desire for that. I have no time to even go there. No, please, like, you can move on. Thank you very much. Um, I did recently have someone ask me what my five-year plan was, and I thought it was rather interesting because I haven't – because I've been been living in the principle of, like, present moment that I haven't really, like – I used to be a planner to the extreme, and I, like, actually kind of struggled to answer the question, like, what is my five-year plan? It was interesting. That's funny. I've, <clears throat> I've, I would, depending on what I'm doing, I would kind of, I would kind of forget, but I feel like my life has been so happy recently that I'm like just enjoying what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but I still obviously have like a three year, a five year, and a 10 year. <laughs> like, I'm just that person. Pull it um, out of my back pocket. It's yeah, here. Yeah. I, <laughs> I actually have a list in my planner right now. Like, <laughs> let me just take a look at my monthly and my weekly schedule. And <laughs> I'll just let you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so like, I think, um, it's, it's it been, in, the dating's been interesting in the like red flag department. Uh, oh, one that you story you have, but would be a huge red flag for me. Anyone that says ministry involvement, I'm oh, like, out, yep. out, out right now. Yeah, man. I, yeah. As soon as they like, like say anything, the word ministry alone, I'm like, nope, done. Yeah. I, I went on like a first date and like. In the car ride to our location, I am like, this person is just like chatting, 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 chatting. And like this, this is one thing that really bothers me is going on a date and having someone feel the need to un like one, they're nervously talking, and two, they are unloading all of their like worst qualities, yeah. attempting to see if like they can just front load all of the bad information of themselves <laughs> and if you'll stick around, <laughs> which I-, I was stupid enough to do. Mm. And I'm like, so yeah, like unloaded that their like child was in foster care and like their, like their ex is crazy and like dealing, like battling them and totally psycho and still involved in their lives because they're, because of their child. And like that the ministry is involved with between them and their kid and they have like a lawyer and they're in battles. And I'm like, no, no, 
Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I sh- no, I right? don't want to. I don't, I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like it. Yeah, well, I would have ran on the very first date on that that yeah. sentence ministry involvement and that would have been like enough of a red flag for me well and then we ran 5k and i fucking bossed it and he had to walk twice like yeah no red flag yeah like, <laughs> a- asking if we can walk like he's red a flag. red flag, red flag. <laughs> <Gosh. Yeah. laughs> so and that's so funny because i'd be like yeah we can walk we can walk um, <laughs> but not maybe maybe not running maybe hiking because i've had to ask to walk while hiking so I, or, no. Isn't hiking walking? Well, okay, sorry. I've had to ask to kind of stop to take a breather break. So I feel like I would allow someone to do that, but maybe not while running. I'd be like, can can I, like, if I was running with someone, I'd be like, can I just, like, go ahead and, like, I'll just, and I can just, like, loop back. Okay, but the main problem was that in in the first place, this guy claimed to be an alpha male. Right. And it's like, that's the number one way to identify a beta. Is <laughs> <laughs> as soon as a guy needs to verbalize that he's a fucking alpha, he just discredited himself as said alpha. Yeah. Okay. F- like but hashtag I- fucking beta. Yeah. But I'm a beta, so I'm I'm not I'm, like I'm sorry? Well, I don't find that I'm super alpha. Like I'm alpha in certain ways, but not in other certain ways. I'm I- not I'm it's funny because I'm I'm a didactic kind of personality where I like literally I've been told this by a partner and it's incredibly true. It's a, it's an incredibly true statement about me. Um, when my life goes to shit, I want somebody to come along and help me. And so if they're like an alpha type person, I will literally emit like control to them. When my life is in chaos, I will allow them to control certain parts of my life. And then when my life is really good, I will literally just start bossing the pieces but what I've literally learned in the last year of my recovery is that, like, when my when I think my life is getting to that point where it's going to go to shit and I'm literally ready to give it away to someone, that's when I actually start bossing my own and I just, like, put my pieces back together. But it, it's an interesting – it's an interesting component of my, my of myself. Like, when shit goes down and I literally feel like, like I'm just feeling super defeated in my world, then I'm just, like, ready to just cave and just be like, here – Hand it off to someone. Uh, but whoever you hand it off to, as 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 knowing you and knowing these stories, that you still like show up and then correct your own shit. Yeah, I, I just like to hand off responsibility <laughs> for a while. Mm. In a certain way. I don't know. I'm going to have to think on that. I'm not sure I fully agree. I don't feel like I'm... I feel like I'm pretty... Um, I'm not... I'm not as alpha as you are. Like in a roundabout way. Oh, uh, I will accept that description. Yeah, yeah. I that's a I've I'm not I can't I can't even like be like lie or be modest about that. No. I I don't I went on a date with a girl who's like a canine trainer. Yeah, and she's super alpha. And she on like I don't know an hour or two into the date with me, she was like, "I have never met another woman who's more alpha than me," and I can fully tell you that you are more alpha than me. I'm like, you train dogs. Yeah, like. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that compliment. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm not a strong person you by are. any means. You and are. I and it's funny because I love to s- surround myself with strong women. Like I don't yeah. I don't I do not accept weak women in my life. Um <laughs> I got one you can cut loose. <laughs> oh yeah. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I um yeah, I just 
I'm not, I don't, I wouldn't determine myself as alpha as you are. So like when it comes to like an alpha guy, I, I, I guess I could care less sometimes. Like it's not as. Mm, but I also noticed that you don't find non-alpha men very sexy. Yeah. If they're like wet noodles or like. Wet noodles or doormats. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, doormats. Yes. That was another story of mine. Um, Shit. It was a story that I had with a colleague, and it was so fucking funny. Because he's like, you need to date a guy named Matt <laughs> so you can stop on him. Oh, no, wow. oh, no, wait, 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 wait. You wait, 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 wait. Maybe that was me saying that. I was like, yeah, because maybe I'll date a guy named Matt next, because then I can just stop on him because he's a doormat. But it was so fucking funny. I can't even completely remember the context well, of it. Well, you, because you dated, like, a number of guys in a row that you just, Right, like... that I stomped on. That's correct. That that yeah. was what it was. That I was so dominant over them that I was stomping on them. And that's yeah. where he... Ca- no, he called me on it. He's like, maybe you should just date a guy named Matt. And then the fucking funniest part of this whole story is I show up at my best friend's house and right on her doorstep, she just recently got off Amazon, was a, a Matt that said, hi, I'm Matt. Stomp on me. No, but it's just it said something like, Hi, I'm Matt. And it was like oh, and that's... I was like and I sent him the picture of this this like doormat that says hi my or hi I'm Matt and I was like, Oh my god, we were just talking about how I should date a Matt because <laughs> I could stomp on him. I I don't feel like anyone any person um who doesn't want to get stomped on would allow it. So yeah, fair. the the like logical uh, derivative of that is that anyone who's getting stomped on is allowing it. Yeah. Anyone who's uh, having getting into a relationship or dating someone who is being coerced or um, like getting steamrolled by the person they're dating is maybe not fine with it, but that's just part of the relationship dynamic they're used to. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I don't. I don't like. I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it. Like it. Um. So our last topic is high potential versus potential project, Mm -hmm. and sometimes I feel like that's hard to decipher because there's there's been it. I think the the thing is like people get into relationships where they one people with a lower self value um are okay with are okay with compromise. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, this, this potential partner that I'm dating has these, these, and these things Mm -hmm. like as part of their character or Mm -hmm. part of their, their life. And, but you know, they're not so great in this, this, and this area. And I'm okay with that because these other payoffs are good enough Mm -hmm. or better than I've had. And -hmm. so they're willing to put up with other bullshit because they think it's the best they're going to get. And sounds like you're describing half of my other relationships. Uh, I think I've been there too, a bunch. I've been there a bunch for sure. Um, I've definitely gotten to the stage in the past since October, since I got rid of that last one that I was making tons of compromises for, um, that I've gotten to a place where I do not compromise. I I do not. If someone shows up with something I don't like, they're done. It's done. It's It's over. It's it's over. It's done. Um, and I just get cutthroat about it because I'm not willing to tolerate anything that isn't exactly what I want. And because I need someone 
to not be a potential project ever. Like right. I work as a coach. I don't want to be in a relationship where I coach someone. Well, I'm, it's the same as me. I work as a substance use nurse and as a mental health outreach nurse. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to date someone that has a mental health problem. And I, and I feel I, like that's a very like bottom of the, yeah, but I mean, us. it is and it isn't though. There's lots of people that are, there's lots of people I say that, but there's lots of high-functioning people with mental health problems. Um, Spectrum. Is that- <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about our other relationships, okay? Right? At this moment. <laughs> Anyways. But I'm just saying, like, I'm not going to date someone that's in a, has, has a major depression and an anxiety disorder. I work with people that are like that all day. I, I'm not coming home to counsel someone yeah, at the end yeah. of my day. So the, the issue... That I wind up finding is getting into like starting to date someone who looks like they are a high potential person. Mm. And I mean like have a bunch of qualities right. that I see developing. Like they're in a transition stage right. where they're growing their lives. They're trying to build something. Um, they're, you know, they're on the excitement um, upswing. Is of... this the paper conversation that we're having at dinner table? Are we relating this back to like what looks good on paper and matches with us? Oh, versus we didn't like... even cover it. We actually forgot it. But right I feel like this kind of relates to this, like potential person versus like. Okay, so there's let's let's make a I'll I'll explain a difference, like different categories here. There's okay. um there's someone who uh looks good on paper, so like sure. re- and we call it the resume. They right. Um, are good with their finances. They have um, education credentials. They're involved in community service. They have so they either take, half take or full. your boxes. Yeah, like they, everyone they, goes yeah. down. Like they, they take the boxes. They're they're yeah. fit. They're nice. They're yeah. kind. They're yeah. funny. They're yeah. whatever. They're like warm hearted. They yeah. own a dog. They yeah. like have their kids half the time out of a yeah, separation, yeah. Yeah. and they look like good parents. You know that's the resume. And then there's um, actual street cred, right. which is underneath the resume that they're actually a good person, that they're not just um, a shallow uh, on paper falsity of these um, like tick mark boxes of, I don't know, being a good person. They're actually the street cred is other people who know them, know they're a great stand up person of integrity with solid character that have a good heart, that sort of thing. Um, And then there's, there's high potential people versus potential project people. Okay. So high potential people are people who are um, in a growth state. Okay. Whereas potential project is people who have a bunch of red flags <laughs> that um, that we that, look past because they, they, we think there's a better quality in there. Well, the the potential project are people who are. Um, falsely trying to get better and just looking for a codependent relationship Uh, to support their neediness and like their fucked upness. So a high potential person isn't necessarily looking great on a resume or street cred. They might look like shit on a resume, but be a high potential person as in they have the potential or they're looking like they're trying to build. I've, I've went on one date with a high potential person. Well, what I, what I consider could be someone that had high potential um, but I didn't, I kind of, I kind of ran away from them. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ran away from them? Yeah. You're a good runner. <laughs> yeah. And this person probably couldn't catch me. Anyways, um, not many can. Um, <laughs> okay, ex- explain, explain. Um, they, they were gonna, they were 
they had managed their life for X amount of years. They were around my age, so we're not going to go how many years that is. Um, yeah. But um, they were about to go back to school to further the education and get a really good job, i.e. my job. And so right. um, I knew where they could be in about five to five five years or so. Um, and they'd be sitting in a way better spot. And this person is like a f- super good natured man, like really, really nice. But the like the potential just didn't outweigh where they were. I I couldn't. There was no way that I was going to support them through like a four year. Ad- yeah, like like to, to be in to, a relationship with someone who's about to go back to student life. Yeah, right? and. Yeah, it's, it was just nowhere near where I want it to be in life to support, to be supporting someone through that. Yeah. Um, and like the potential's there, like they have great potential, but not for me. Well, I, the, some of the like high potential people that I've been on dates with are people where I see them like uh, a couple months to a couple years out of a relationship. They're like recognizing. Um, they're taking ownership of their own mm-hmm. behavior. They're like on a emotional, spiritual, mental growth path. Mm-hmm. And they're like a little, uh, just a little bit behind where I'm at. Yeah. And I'm like, that person has a high potential to be really amazing. Right. And if they would, if they would partner up with someone else yeah. who is also in a growing state, that would be really great for them. Right. And I'm like, but I don't want to be that person Uh, I don't I don't I don't want to be in a relationship I I'm fine with being in a relationship with someone who has equal but different growth than me like who is intelligent and confident in their own section of um like world wisdom and growth Mm. and for us to be learning from each other yeah but I'm not okay with someone that I feel like is behind me. Yeah. I'm not okay with that. Um, and the other ones that I've stumbled across, like, potential-wise, were, like, people that had, um, that were just not far enough along in the separation from exes kind of thing. So, like, mm-hmm. um, someone I knew, someone I went on a few dates with, and they had just recently left a partner and had had like two kind of back to back really long relation long ish relationships mm-hmm. and to look at that person and go you need time alone like you need time to just date and be independent and um and I don't want to be the next person you like lock into a relationship with because you you don't actually need this you need time to like spend yeah. a year by yourself and you um and and you're super great and super cool but I can't, I can't even think about that. Like, yeah. Yeah. So like those, those like potentials where you're like, you're so cool and you're really great. And I think we'd be super somewhat compatible, but mm, I don't even want to go there. Yeah. And I think that's also like part of the resume street cred thing. Is yeah. Like that some, links into that for sure. A, a guy could have like his life set. Like, or any person have their life set. They've got their job that they love. They've dealt with their, like, um, like splitting of whatever relationship they've Mm -hmm. come out of and the kids that get shared and they've got like a solid home, whether they own it or not, they've got like a stable living situation. They have stable, um, finances. They have a stable, like 
like regiment to their lives where they do this during their week and they do this during their weekends and they travel a few times a year and they have their own hobbies and they involve in their own stuff. And then there's the street cred part where it's like, are you fucking damaged underneath all that? Mm -hmm. Like, do you have any self-awareness? Do you like my story where I yelled at someone told them they were an idiot? Yeah. And like, but he had all of these other things. Yeah, he out. had the street. He, he had, had the resume. He had a great resume. Right. Everything was lined up. He looked amazing on paper. Right. If you listed all the things he did with his life and his time and yeah. how he behaved with his other yeah. relations, yeah. like his other tribe members. Yeah. He was solid. He was good. Yeah. But his street cred was he didn't know how to have fucking adult conversations. <laughs> and preemptively said that. Like, oh, yeah. And, and <laughs> your favorite your like, favorite line. Oh, I tried to like. Favorite line. Your I favorite just, line. I don't want, don't <laughs> and, and you're I love how you're angry about it because I was furious. Oh man. And then like I was seeing someone who was <coughs> close to retirement uh, <laughs> and like had all of his ducks in a row. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. And but like the knowledge of his like understanding his previous relationships and then dating him for like three to five weeks and kind of seeing what surfaced in our in our connection out of that I was like oh no like you're 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 at this age and you're still fucking damaged like no no I don't care how much money you make I don't care how much spare time you have for me I don't care how fun you are I'm not dealing with that I'm not dealing with these weird like undercover shit that you've got going on I'm not doing it and it's yeah, it's the resume versus the street cred. Like, right. Um, and some of the people that we have dated have street cred, though. Yeah. Um, like I've, your guy right now has street cred. My guy right now has street cred, and he's got a lot of things. Right. I, I have a I have a lot of nice things to say about the guy that I'm seeing right now. And so we should about the people we're dating. Yeah. I mean, if I had shitty things to say, I wouldn't be seeing him anymore. Right. Like, so because you cut him out. I know. I'd fucking cutthroat that yeah. shit. Like, like yeah. you're just a total bitch. Yeah. And as um, I joke with the one that I'm seeing right now, just send the ghost emoji and the running, running girl. <laughs> running around the ghost emoji? Yeah. Have you sent him that already? Uh, no, but I plan on sending it just before I leave on my vacation tomorrow morning. I, there's a look of stunned. No, um, I'm not planning I, on doing that. Well, I, I, I might plan on doing it and then just sending him a bunch of other messages with lots of laughing in it. <laughs> but he also threatened to send me them on a daily because he knows I'm not going to be in cell phone area. So then he's like, when you get back, he's like, on the daily, I'm going to send each one. So you have like six when you come back. And I'm like, perfect. I still love when you left your phone open and I sent him like a creepy selfie of my face. <laughs> And he didn't run after he didn't send me the ghost and run. So, so. I, I started texting him like, you know, how is your relationship with your mom? Do you have any addiction issues? Like, what is your custody agreement like? <laughs> like the, the selfie of my face was like literally like a scrunched up, like wide eyed, like weird teeth grin. <laughs> so, so apparently we can find normal people in a roundabout way. I think it's interesting. Like, okay, normal is a bit. I don't like that word. Okay. <laughs> I meant, well, we had this, this was, this what, this is what like fueled our podcast tonight in the sense that we had this discussion at the dinner table. It's interesting who we match with, which is the resume versus the street cred. Yeah. In the sense that like I sat there tonight and I was talking to you and 
I was not harshing on your guy because I think he's so amazing for you. Thanks. But I, I said to the, I said to you though, I said, I would never have paired you with him. Yeah, like his 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 resume quotation yeah, yeah. marks is not yours. Um, no. What I what I what what I would pair you with, but he's amazing for you, and he's so great. And yeah. you flipped it on me too. So like, I just I think it's super interesting how um, we pair. And then I, I what I explained to you is that I also find it really interesting because we're very dynamic individuals. Yeah, that we pair with more than just one type of person. Yeah. I mean, if I were to bump into my current guy that I'm dating at a bar or like pass him at a party, I'd be like, no, mm-hmm. like not my type. Like yeah. super good looking, yeah. really into health and fitness, yeah. can tell that great. But like the way he presents himself, I'm like that, I don't know, wouldn't have crossed me real quick. And uh, I would have like, I don't know, shrugged it off and been like, nah, that's like a, not so much. But the time that I put into getting to know him and, like, as soon as I met him in person, after our few conversations online, I was like, oh, this is what I like. I like this. I like this type of person. And it was great. Yeah. And I also feel the same way. The the guy that I'm with is um, so funny because the investment time that he – the, like, I want to say love, but I hate that word. But the love that he puts out, like, the, like, admir – like, I, I really enjoy what he puts out, the vibe he puts towards yeah. me, the effort he puts towards me. Like One of the biggest things that you and I like about when when one of us dates another guy is to be like, I like the way he treats you. Yeah. It's like the biggest thing you say to me and I say to you. Yeah. I like the way he treats you. Yeah. And it's like I would expect anyone I date to treat other people with as much love and respect and kindness and consideration yeah. as I treat other people with yeah. or that they would treat me with. Yeah. And then – I would also hope that the person I date can get as cutthroat as I do. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he could be as mean as me though. Um, But I'm not usually mean to people that are being nice to me. So I would never be mean if someone's not being mean to me. That's right. But he keeps telling me that. And I'm like, your guy tells you that you're mean. No, the guy tells me that I'm really sweet. And I'm like, cause you're really nice to me. Yeah. Well, that's what my guy told me. He was yeah. like, the reason I treat you so well is because you showed up to the table treating me so well. And yeah. I'm like, shit, is this a healthy relationship? Because I don't think I've fucking done that before. <laughs> <laughs> this I... shit's new and it feels great. I know. <laughs> if, if, if I'm going to develop a new addiction, it's going to be that. <laughs> it's like yeah. having healthy relationships. Yeah. I got addicted to you. I know. That's true. Yeah. But that's just it. Maybe that we're finding these people... Um, these healthy individuals because we're used to having healthy relationships now. Oh, is that hashtag enlightened bitches? bitches? <laughs> is that how that works? Oh, I hope shit. I hope anyone has listened all the way to the end of this podcast. Because yeah, we're going to like an hour and a half right now. Almost. Yeah. Um, so we, we should, should probably up. sum it up. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we just did. Yeah. But you and I have been through garbage and shit and we've been through recovery and we've had a lot of toxic relationships and a lot especially with ourselves yeah and with other people and we've we you and I as as friends and Mm -hmm. as a tribe were able to start developing a healthy relationship and it supported our ability to have a healthy relationship with another human being right and I would hope that Anyone else going through recovery, going through damage, trying to figure out themselves, trying to know thyself and trying to be a healthy person, that's what they take away from this. Right. 
that you you have to start developing platonic healthy relationships first to practice yeah and then learn how to develop those and then you can have healthy romantic relationships yeah and develop healthy platonic relationships that you can have uncomfortable conversations in and grow yourself and grow yourself in like grow yourself in yeah, you need a bunch of places to fucking practice in like yeah. in safe, safe zones, safe yeah. growth discomfort zones. Yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. I think we summed up relationships in a weird uh is that what our is that what we call this one? Relationships? I don't know. Should we call it something fucked up to get more attention? Because if we just call it relationships, <laughs> it might bomb it. I don't know. Mm. I can't think of something off the top of my head. I don't know. in the day. Should <laughs> should I call it high potential versus potential project? Yeah. Or resume versus street cred? Yeah. Something like that works. One of those. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us for such a long time. I yeah. hope you made it to the end of the podcast. And if you didn't, we understand. No, I'm cutthroat. You're done. You're done. <laughs> You're cut done. Um, cut yourself off. That was a good idea. That was a bad idea. Anyway. We, we love you all. We love you all. Put out into the world what you wish to see. Uh, and good night from hashtag enlightened, enlightened bitches. bitches. Good night. night.